There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we kick off week four in the NFL. Of course, tonight, Cincinnati. You got a one and two Cincinnati team, Michael Lombardi, against a three and O team straight up in ATS in Miami. Yet Cincinnati's laying the three and a half. We'll get to that in just a bit officially say hi as we kick off our week. Actually, Michael kicked off his week yesterday on Wednesday here on the Lombardi Line. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi Line. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Michael, how are we? Uh, we're great, Patrick. I mean, Thursday night football, who can't beat it? Just got done taping the GM shuffle, so all's good here in the world. We're ready to get going here on another week. I mean, look, it's uh, it's the, it's the best routine we could have going. We got a lot of, a lot of really stuff is. to talk about. It, it, it really is. And again, GM Shuffle, Mondays, Thursdays, vsin.com or wherever you find your podcast. It's a must listen twice a week during the football season. Make sure you check that out. When you're over at vsin.com, you can check out our three new podcasts as well that are killing it. Um, okay, we'll get to what's happening tonight. We've got a lot, of, lot to tackle with you. We missed you on Monday. We'll kind of go over what we saw from the Giants and, of course, the Cowboys on Monday. Just a couple of notes, though, quickly here, Michael. Hurricane yeah. Ian. So the VEASAN Daily Newsletter, which is awesome. You should check it out. It's free. Yeah. Just enter your I email address. I love Bill's address. writing in the newsletter. Yeah, Bill, he's, he, Bill's, a, Bill's a great. You could tell he's an old copywriter uh, sitting there. You know, I could see him banging that out on an old royal typewriter. You know, it'd be ideal. It, doesn't, huh? it, really, it really doesn't get better than the Chicago Tribune. And what people yeah. should understand is one of the originators, I'll use that word, of this company, VEASAN, is Bill A.D., Who's a legend? I mean, there's going to be books written about this freaking guy. He's like James Bond. Anyway, he writes the Daily Now, and he has it's such a newspaper flair that I, I I wake up looking forward to reading it. Me too. Yeah, me too. It really does. And and I thought you were going to start this show with all your Uh-oh. friends from Michigan uh, discussing. I, I can't believe you didn't send me a text during the game. I'm almost disappointed. Dan Campbell's ability to mismanage a fourth quarter <laughs> set records on mismanagement. I mean, this is at the highest level. Like if you were to say to Bella, my Lagoto dog, mm. what would you do? She's got a better chance at picking the right thing than Dan Campbell did on Sunday. It was a disaster. I thought for sure you would reach out to me and say that. So he's a terrible in-game coach. Not bad. Oh my Terrible. God. So whatever step you go beyond it, He's he's hardcore. He's built. He's jacked. He's Mr. Ra Ra. But then when it really comes down to it, and what you're talking about is the lines going up six or attempting to go up six on Minnesota's 34 yard line, a minute 15 to go. Not that I memorized it. Anyway, they missed a field goal. Minnesota comes down. But here's my point. The identity yep. of the lines is supposed to be this badass caffeine jacked head coach. And when it matters, he turtled. He went inside his shell. Uh, it's so first of all, First of all, I, I know we don't want to relive Sunday. And I know this isn't in the rundown, so I apologize, Stephen Bob. No, you're but, fine. But 
I mean, you have to discuss it. The fourth quarter, the giveaway in the fourth quarter happened long before the field goal, right? Like, they turned the ball over with Dalvin Cook. He's got a chance to win the game right there. Win the game right there. He goes three and out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, not, no problem. We sack Cousins, get him in the third and long, doesn't come up. Got another chance to win the game. We can't get anything. Go for it on fourth down. Don't get anything there. Then of all the decisions to make, when you're in a field goal game and your kicker has missed a long field goal before, why would you kick that? Why would you even attempt that? Why wouldn't you just go because for it? Because he's overwhelmed and it's a bunch of bluster and he lost his freaking mind. He literally went to the podium after the game and said, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Wait, what? No. There's 17. Yeah, he li- that's the first thing he said. I shouldn't have done that. I regret it. it there's 17 games. You're just throwing one away because you, whoops, made a mistake with a minute 15 to go. By the way, he didn't have timeouts. His mismanagement of timeouts, everything is just a disaster in game. Okay. He might anyway, be a great all right, guy. I'm that's off it. of it. I wanted to. Okay. All right. I was, okay. but I will on record for this program, I'm very disappointed. You didn't text me yeah. complaining well, about I was, it. Live. I was down and out. Trust me. I was okay. not, I, I don't think I care about the Lions until some of that crap happens, and all of a sudden yeah. I do. It's the same um, thing with me with the Sixers. I can divorce them, ex- but then I'm still exactly married right. to them because I just, you know, by the way, you, my, the uh, my relationship team in all of basketball, just so you know that. Oh, they are. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, that's what, the, that's what Joel and B told me yesterday. said they're going to be the best. That's what he told me. Now, whether we defend, pick, and roll, but we'll get to that later. I didn't realize the bad boy Pistons were uh, – Lacing up the shoes there in Philadelphia <laughs> this year. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hurricane Ian. That's where maybe we should start. First off, we should send our regards. Um, mm-hmm. What we're seeing transpire over social and the weather channel ha- has been harrowing. And uh, it's going to have an impact on some of these games. But just a quick thought here on what's happening down there in Florida. It's awful. Yeah. No, it looks. And I mean, the mayor came out today and said he's going to do everything in his power to have the game on Sunday. I don't know how they can. It looked like there was so much devastation. Hope our hearts are out to the people who don't even have power. There's over 3 million people in the state of Florida without power. So, you know, uh, it's uh, football's going to take a secondary place there. I was surprised. They were, I thought Miami was going to get hit, but Miami left town early, and now the Bucks are down in Miami, and we'll see how that works out. The Bucks injury report, besides the weather, is going to be the two things we have to focus on on Sunday. Couple things: SC State um, and South Carolina tonight. Move from Saturday to tonight there uh, at South Carolina. So, and there's a few games that Atlantic Coast is going to be affected big time. Adam Burke did a great yeah. job with the daily today, talking about those totals, whether it be Clemson or Duke or North Carolina. You've seen a precipitous drop in a lot of those totals. It's going to be windy and it's going to be rainy. Yeah, I mean, look, it's going up the coast. I think it's going to affect Carolina, Arizona. Slow track for the mayor. You know, the Bears only averaging 5.8 yards per attempt on his passes. And you get a slower track now, who's going to make explosive plays for them? That's a, that's a line that I think is going to shift a little bit towards Carolina based on this weather. I think the weather is coming straight up the East Coast, and it's going to affect – it's going to affect – could affect the Giant game on Sunday as well. But another team that wants to run the ball all the time since they've only completed – 23 passes, Patrick, the Bears have in, in three games? Wow. That, that, that's not necessarily – Modernity that's not good, is there. it? That's no. not modern. I think football, Ocean City High say. School has more. I think they have more completions in three games over here at Ocean City High School than than the Bears do. They just might. And the game that men- Michael mentioned. So the Chiefs and the Bucks. This is interesting. So remember, Minnesota's in London. Cherio uh, this Saturday. Excuse me, this Sunday. We're going to be here live on the Lombardi Line in game wagering. Michael's yeah. always great to listen I to. I can't. I love that. We can do a little play by play. We do it all. I just love your reactions because I love knowing that I'm working with the dude that is completely going to check out in key moments. And you see your face, you go, <laughs> you look at the TV and you get the Borgata and you're just completely, that's a football guy for you. But again, yeah. Chiefs Bucks. Now the Chiefs are going to be favored here. Brady in that role has been awesome in his career, but here's the big story that could potentially move to Minnesota if we continue with the inclement weather down there. I don't know how they yeah. pick Minnesota as opposed to maybe some other optimal places, but that's where they go. Yeah, it's interesting. Could you get any – I mean, it really will become a home game for the Chiefs. I mean, I think the Chiefs fans will go to – Kansas City can get into Minneapolis pretty quickly. I mean, I, I, I don't know why they didn't go to the, 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 the New Orleans. Before yeah. we launch into Thursday, yes, yeah, so that's – we'll keep you on top of the weather. Listen, when it comes to sports betting, most important thing here is always 
suss out every obstacle and variable yes. and weather certainly is one of those. Um, just we're going to launch for the rest of the show. We've got Mike Palm. We've got professional handicapper Mike Samich. We've got our buddy, uh, of course, Will Hill joining us. So plenty to do. Just quickly in 20 seconds, watched Godfather 2 last night, thought of you. I'm 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 fully in Godfather two camp over one now. After what now it could wow. be recency, but I had a little yeah. bit of a respite last night. Watched it. It doesn't get better as far as cinema the, than two. I, it I'm really sorry. doesn't. It doesn't get any better. It really doesn't. The flashbacks, the back and forth, oh. the Frank Pantangeli. I mean, to be honest with you, as much as you love Clemenza, as much as you love Clemenza, Frank Pantangeli comes in and the plays best. an unbelievable, unbelievable. I mean. You know, you don't see that very often where, you know, you lose a guy. Like, I didn't think after they lost uh, Colonel Blake on MASH, I, you know, I didn't think the next guy was as good as Colonel Blake, although he came in and did it and lasted forever. But, I mean, Frank Pantangeli, you got to give this man some love. It was outstanding. He was so good in the movie, and Pacino is so freaking good in the movie. I just had to bring that up because I watched two and couldn't get enough of it. Okay. So Miami, Cincinnati. Now this is, there's a lot to unpack here and we'll do it over the next two hours, but injuries on both sides. Looks like Tua and Waddle are both going to play Armstead, the left tackle. Michael, that's important here. I'm just going to set up the number quickly for you and let you run with it. And then we'll kind of dig into it. Um, this number opened two, two and a half on Sunday night, immediately hit the three. And now it's sitting Cincinnati three and a half and a total of 48 and a half. I think this line is moving into Miami uh, away from Miami strictly because of that injury report. Miami's secondary, which we didn't even talk about. Is Good Holland going to play, right? Xavier Howard, is he going to play? I mean, they've got so many injuries. And the fact that they played a doubleheader, we didn't, we, I, unfortunately, I was at a funeral on Monday, so I didn't do the show with you. We didn't talk about that. That game book, Patrick, to me, the Buffalo-Miami game book, was the most unbelievable game book I've ever seen in my 35 years covering the NFL. Being in the, it was unbelievable. I never seen anything like it. And they played 90 plays in the game, and now they got to play on Thursday. I mean, that's hard for your defense. And I think this is an indication. Now, Cincinnati, I don't think Cincinnati's back. I mean, Burrow gets sacked every 10.3 percent of the time. It's not been good for him. They can't make explosive plays. They did last week when the Jets went to blitz zero and they missed the tackle. Next thing you know, Tyler Boyd's in the end zone. But the fact is, they can't run the ball. Joe Mixon's averaging 3.3. But what's fascinating about the Bengals, and when you break them down, is they've controlled the football for 34 minutes in the first three games. And they've limited, they've limited teams to 5.9 yards per attempt. Now, I know you're going to say to me, well, they played Trubisky, you know, they played <laughs> Rush, Cooper Rush, Flacco. and last week they played Joe Flacco. I get it, I get it, but that's going to be the key to the game. You know, Cincinnati's defense has been awesome. You look at any metric, and they've kind of been the shining unit so far for the Bengals. DJ Reader looks like he's going to be out that interior defensive front, which is huge for them. Okay, let's dig into this, including a bunch of reasons to play the under tonight as we continue. Godfather 2, I think I got the big guy to agree. We're back with Miami and Cincinnati next here at Lombardi Line. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer songwriter and composer John Batiste the all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four so because the american express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with amex terms apply what's up i'm john wall and i'm cj toledano and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called point game Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, I mentioned the VSIN Daily with Bill AD earlier in the show. What you know when you read the Daily today is that we've got our NHL betting guy dropping. So make sure you check it out. And it's a funny little anecdote Bill dropped in there about got nothing to bet. Oh, yes, you do. Uh, the NHL season's coming up 22-23. All 32 teams previewed Stanley Cup playoff and point projections. Andy McNeil doing a great job. Here's what's key to this year's NFL season prep guide. We understand that 99% of the audience isn't sharp and a lot of people are just getting involved. So if you want to know how to bet the NHL, this is going to walk you through it step by step. Okay. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As we welcome you back here, Michael Lombardi, Ocean City, New Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. This is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Okay, so, yeah, I saw you tweet about that. So you're telling me the Bills dominating time of possession, running like 50 more plays, outgaining the Dolphins by 285 yards, and the Dolphins winning that game to continue winning, 3-0 straight up, 3-0 ATS. That was one of the craziest outcomes we've seen. And here comes the Dolphins. They played in 100-degree weather. They're banged up all over the place. They go short week up to Cincinnati, Michael. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a hard. I mean, but look, this this Miami team has been somewhat resilient. They have no business winning against the Ravens down the way they were in the fourth quarter, and they scored 28 points in 21 plays. And then this week, they're really no business being in the game. I mean, the end of the half management by Buffalo, the end of the game management by Buffalo, the 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 missed field goal, the turnover in the red zone. I mean, all of it just has – I don't know if this is just serendipitous by Miami and they've just got a really good fortune, but look, Miami has been good in one area. They've made plays with these two receivers. They've been outstanding. I mean, but when you combine the two receivers together, Patrick, they have 40 catches, they average 17.5 a catch, and they got five touchdowns. They've only scored – They've only scored eight touchdowns passing, and they've got five of them. And, and you can't guess who is the other two because he's on practice squad. His name's Crackhaft. You know, I mean, so, like, he's got two wow. of them himself. With, you know, so, like, it's not like – and then they can't run the ball. I mean, they, they hired McDaniel to run the ball. They averaged 3.3 yards a carry. The long, and, and that's with a 28-yard run. I mean, you take Edmonds' long run out of there, the next longest run is 11 yards. They can't run the ball but they make explosive plays, right? And they're able to do that, and that's how they've stayed in games. I mean, they've outscored their opponent. Think about this now. You want to know why they're winning? They've outscored their opponent 35-5 to in the fourth quarter. At some point, that's going to end. At some point, that's going to end. You know, and they've dominated the fourth quarter. Can they do it again tonight? You know, I don't know why not. I mean, you know, if they don't – I mean, look, I think the Bengals are well-coached defensively. I mean, they'll do everything in their power to take Hill and Waddle out, but Hill and Waddle got taken out a little bit last week. Third and 22, Buffalo has on defense. And Waddle goes down the middle in a middle read against cover two and makes a play, and next thing you know, they score. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there. Waddle and Hill are second and third in the league in receiving yards, respectively. We'll start with Hill, and then I want to get to the fourth quarter. 
Hill, he's the best receiver in football. You've said this for years, but here's even more of a reason to confirm what you've said. The reason Waddle's playing so well is because Hill, because Hill is such a dynamic threat. You have to shade so much. Like he just changes the offense completely. Yeah, If you don't believe he's the best receiver in football, watch the Chiefs. The Chiefs aren't the same team. Now, the Chiefs are good. Don't get me wrong. Mahomes is great, and Kelsey's still a good player. But you take Kelsey out of the game, where are the Chiefs going? Who's beating you? I mean, who are you worried about? I mean, yeah, they're going to have guys make some plays, but you're not worried about it, right? But when you put Hill back on that field, all of a sudden you're worried. To me, he tilts the field, and he's tilted it in Miami's favor, and he's made – He's made them a legitimate team. I mean, without him, without him on the field, you can double waddle. And now you who's the ball going to? Crackraft? I, I don't know. Your I'm boy. just saying. <laughs> Your boy. Let's because let's be fair, a lot of these passes are just extended runs. So McDaniel comes in, he wants to run the football, but what they're doing with Waddle and Hill, it really is just an extension of the run game. I mean, Hill's got twenty one receptions. The leading rusher on the team has twenty four rushes. Think about that. <laughs> They've got 72 receptions. 72 receptions compared to Chicago's 23. The, the, they have 58 rushes. But what they've been very good at, Miami, and this is a credit to McDaniel, they've been very efficient. When they've had to make plays, they've made them, whether it's the Baltimore second half or whether it was in the Buffalo game. They got three trips into the red zone against Buffalo. They score on every trip. Three for three. They kick a field goal in any of those instances, they lose. Same thing in Baltimore. If they don't get one of those plays, they lose. But they've made them. Now, I don't know how long you can be a Rolenda and walk across the tightrope like they're doing. I mean, they truly are the Rolendas. They're they're going across. It's unbelievable. Now, the fourth quarter piece of that, Michael, do you – Attribute that to the head coach and conditioning. Why is Miami so far ahead there in the fourth quarter? Well, I think a lot of that is Baltimore, right? Because they scored 28 of those points in the fourth. But I think they hung in there with Buffalo. I mean, you know, Buffalo, they they, they kept Buffalo out of the end zone in the fourth quarter. They missed a field goal, right? You know, and and then and then they give the game back to Buffalo with the block punt, right? They give mm-hmm. it back to him, and then Buffalo mismanages the end of the game. You know, they've been very – look, I mean, how many times do you see a team that's really good offensively give up six – they have six average 6.4 per play. They give up 6.3 per play. They've played 200 plays so – 198. They've played 200 plays so far on defense in three games, Patrick. And that's their 31st against the pass in football. They're giving up almost, what, 300 yards per game through the air. That continues. And, again, a lot of it's because of how much the defense has been on the field. But let's talk about Miami and the injuries. Uh, If Armstead doesn't play, Hubbard and Hendrickson will go off. So hopefully the left tackle there plays. Tua and Waddle expected to play. Where it gets dicey for the Dolphins is that secondary. Xavier Howard, will he give it a go? We know Byron Jones is out, Michael. The, The safety, like... They're depleted there on the back end. Right. I mean, when you look at it, you know, they've got a bunch of guys. Even Cedric Wilson, the receiver, he's got broken ribs because he's going to play. Now, they say Holland practice, which they didn't really practice, but the injuries are are significant, right? I mean, even Greg Little, the backup right tackle, right, he's got a bad finger, which hurts you when you're an offensive lineman when you're trying to punch. Now, and Armstead, we know Armstead is going to stay healthy for the whole game. And that's their weakness. They can't really – they can't protect, but the ball gets out of his hands so quick it's hard to get to him. But I think this secondary, you've got to be concerned about it in terms of how do they match up. Everybody's been moving the ball on them rather easily. I mean, they're 26th in yards per attempt allowed. I mean, they're 31st in yards. Yeah, they – again, they were on the field so much last week. And I know you wrote about this at the Daily Coach. But I did want to ask you, before we move on to the other side of the Bengals here on the Lombardi line, I wanted to ask you about your boy Ken Dorsey's meltdown, just because you've been up in that box. I mean, you can't behave like that. I mean, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to Ken Dorsey. As a betting network and bettors, we should take this into consideration because the Buffalo Bills gave a game away. And after you give a game away, you usually have the team's attention. And if you give a game away in September, you won't give a game away in November. So he should have embraced it instead of acting like – I mean, Dominic doesn't have temper tantrums like that. I mean, it was unbelievable. Like, you know, 
you think about it. Red zone. I mean, there's uh, you gotta you gotta be clinical. You gotta be analytical in those situations. I mean, I don't think it was a good look for him, especially if you want to become a head coach. I mean, you gotta think there almost has anger management issues there, don't you, Patrick? That was next level. That he he saw red. Um, we all know people that have that type of temper that we've grown up with or know. He, he that was a bad look just as a human yeah. being forget coaching like that was yeah. hit the, the amount yeah the amount of vitriol that was built up within him was that was i know people were clowning on him but that was pretty bad what about you there know something mark else stoops going his on brother what what if mark stoops brother had uh not bob but the other brother i forget his name he oh, would go Arizona. crazy in the, yeah yeah he he would go crazy in the press box like you can't do that you can't behave like that you got to be thinking and you got to be able to prepare and show poise under pressure, you know. And and look, they didn't make the plays they needed to make. They had guys going in. I mean, it was like a hockey game the way guys were coming in and out of the game. You mentioned, you know, Edmonds and Mostert not getting going. Tua is an injury waiting to happen. I'm not going to in any way disrespect Tua. What he's done has been awesome. The concussion. We hope he's okay. But especially with Armstead banged up, like this Miami team over 17 is going to have to get some semblance of a run game going. They're, they're going to have to. And, and, I mean, they're going to have to hope they get good weather too. Like, you know, they, they play home against Green Bay. They go to New England at the end of the year. You know, they've got the, the road trips after the bye are at San Francisco, at the Chargers, and at the Bills. Now, both those games will be good weather on the West Coast, but it's still going to be hard. they got to go to Detroit and Chicago. Now, Detroit's indoors, but Chicago's outside. I worry about them. Can they maintain that? I mean, the other thing is, how good are they on defense? They're 29th in the National Football League and allowing third downs conversion. We talked about this before the season. If they want to play man-to-man like they did before Brian Flores took over the defense last year, this is what's going to happen. When you watch Miami, all I do is focus on Hill. You know what he is? He's Barry Sanders. He's so dynamic. He's so scary. You plan everything around him. But, I mean, he's not even in the top ten on pro football focus. But I want you to know this. Cam Flemings is the third best right tackle in all of football. Do you know that right now? Thank you. Bengals next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, VSIN pros, it's official. They're making money this year. And so it's time for you this football season to get in on the action. Of course, you get picks at a glance, recap of top plays made by VSIN show host and guest, 24 7 video, season prep, which includes the college and pro football betting guide, also that NHL betting guide, pro tools, and what I like to point to is the splits. Make sure you get those. They should always be on your computer there. And then pro tips, of course. You get 20 plus a day. So become a VEASAN pro to get all this information. It's only 175 bucks. It goes through the Super Bowl. You also get exclusive articles from Michael Lombardi. And you get point spread weekly every Wednesday. It's awesome. It's 50% off right now. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we kick off week four. Of course, in Cincinnati, got a one and two team laying three and a half with Miami three and zero coming to town. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a nice week. This is the Lombardi line. Uh, just something that you said during the break made me think of something. Then we'll get to Cincinnati side of this handicap. One, uh, Matt Lombardi, of course, uh, t- has a birthday tomorrow, and then Mick the following day on October first. Now I bring yeah, that up because that. Ken Dorsey had a meltdown. Your son Matt Lombardi is very much the opposite. He doesn't really, I think he stays very medium from what I understand. He doesn't really get that worked up. He walks through, as you say, the raindrops. Can you think of a coach that you've dealt with or you and Belichick or whomever, whatever organization where he was awesome, but you had to sit him down and say, your intensity is too much. And then can you think of the opposite, a guy that just always stayed medium, level-headed, and never got worked up? Well, that was Coach Walsh or Belichick. They never really got worked up. I mean, they kind of stayed level-headed. I mean, Nick Saban will have moments of complete anger and get mad, but he kind of rallies himself back on it. You know, I've never seen anything like that up in the press box where you just destroy stuff, you know. And, and, <laughs> and I mean, look, it's, this is football is chess on grass. And if you're Ken Dorsey, you've got to stay poised. That's what we wrote about for the Daily Coach. It's it's important to show poise not only for yourself but for your players. Because if you act out of control, why can't they act out of control? If you're asking them to have discipline and mental toughness, where's yours? 
How would you compare uh, Matt and Mick's uh, temperaments? They're pretty level-headed. I mean, Matthew's a, you know, Matthew's a golfer. He's all about the next shot. And I think Mickey's developed that attitude too. They both they both have that let's the the most important play in football is always the next play. You know, and if you hang on the last play, you're never going to have the next play. So you have to go forward, you know, and you have to be able to analyze why you win, why you lose. You know, and and if you're Ken Dorsey and you're flying back to Buffalo, you lost that game because you had opportunities and you just didn't maximize them. And there's a thousand reasons why it happened, partly because you allowed them to be three for three in the red zone, partly because you didn't convert, you know, 11 for 18 on third down in the game, Patrick. Yep. I mean, it's just, was you just, where does, how did we lose it, you know? It's a little bit like after the Patriots lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I got a call from a coach on the staff right after the game. He's like, how did we lose that game? I think the Patriots had like 500 and some yards of offense. Like, how did we lose that game? That's what uh, makes here's the, how you that's, lost that's what it, makes you know? the sport great. Yeah. Well, happy birthday to the boys. Okay, so yeah. Miami, Cincinnati. Uh, this totals 48 and a half. Remember, primetime under seven and three. Unders are hitting at a 67% clip overall in the NFL. The Bengals are three and oh to the under, and Miami is two and one to the under. Let's focus on the Bengals. Uh, the defense has kind of kept them in this, although DJ Reader, that up front, I mean, that's a big miss for them. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. The other thing that's kept them in this is they've 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 do exactly kind of what you have to do to be a good football team. And here, let me explain. They have been able to understand what the game plan is. They're, they're minus 10 in the first quarter, Patrick. And in the second quarter, they're minus four. However, in the second half, they have only allowed, they have only allowed in the entire second half, counting overtime, they have only allowed 12 points. Okay? They allowed 43 in the first half. They've only allowed 12 in the second half. So what, what I'm saying is they've adjusted to the game. They've made the necessary adjustments defensively on how they handle things. And they've been very good at it. They've been able to put some pressure on, whether it's Hendrickson, whether it's Hubbard, those guys. And they've been able to do that. And they get off the field on third down. They're 32.6% they're, they're on third down, which is why they've only played 25 minutes of defense a night. So, again, you want to play great defense? Play less defense. It's really not that hard. And they've been able to overcome a really bad offensive line, but they've limited big plays. I mean, they've limited the longest pass play against them is 45 yards. I've got the Bengals laying a half a point in the first quarter tonight to further your point about them struggling in the first. I've got them laying three, the Bengals, in the first half. Let's talk about Burrow. Burrow's been sacked 15 times. That's the most in the NFL. Is it the offensive line, which they've tried to rebuild, or is he holding onto the ball? Where are you at with Burrow right now? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm with the, you know, I, they have not protected very well. I'm, I'm on, you know, at some point you got to help the, the tackles out. you got to understand the game plan. I'm, I'm more on Zach. T Look, we can't get five out. Now, the problem that's compounded for Zach Taylor is he hasn't been able to run the football at all. You know, they haven't been able. That's usually what they can do with Mixon. They usually can get their running game going. But they haven't been able to. They're 30th in the National Football League in yards per attempt. You know, they can't run it in, in the red zone either. They're 27th in rushing touchdowns. They can't do it. You know, and that's been a real problem. I mean, that's been a real problem for them. And so they've turned the ball over and they get sacks. I think it's Burroughs got to be very careful with the football. He's got matchups he should like tonight. They play man-to-man. -man. He should like a matchup, whether it's Higgins if he's healthy, whether it's Boyd in the slot, or whether it's Chase. They're going to have to double. They're going to have to roll to Chase and take him out of the game. They're going to have to do that, right? So where that's going to leave Higgins alone, and Higgins should be able to make some plays in this game. What was the difference facing a lot of cover two? Like, what was the difference against the Jets, who do have a good front? So what was the difference as far as this offense getting the off against a Jets team? Well, the Jets play. The Jets do their typical thing. They they run blitzes into protections. They don't ever attack the protections. They attack. They just call blitzes. So that's a problem. Two, they played a lot of free safety. They went zero blitz and they missed a tackle. And Taylor Boyd takes off for a touchdown. Give up a big play there, you know. And they and they never really could get control of the game because they were able to convert third down. I mean, look, the Jets could run the ball on anybody. They just chose not to. Again, Flacco got into a fifty-plus pass game, and it wasn't. And the game wasn't out of control. And of course, the Jets turned it over. So I, I think a lot of it was they were able – they still got pressure on them. They still got pressure on them. 
but they they were able to Burrow was able to get rid of the football and make critical plays on third down, which won the game for him. So, you know, without a running game, without Mixon running the football, and they played on short fields because of the Jets' mistakes. The Bengals open minus one thirty five to make the postseason. You get plus money over at BetMGM right now to make the postseason. They're sitting one and two, of course, is plus one twenty. The win total is adjusted to eight and a half. It it does seem like the play calling leaves something to be desired here with Taylor. I if you want to run with that a little bit, but it, it, I, that I just seems think to, to me he just issue. is he's so obsessed with getting five. Like he doesn't do anything to protect where his weaknesses are. That's what troubles me. I get that they can't run the ball, but they signed all these guys, and, you know, Collins hasn't played well. The Williams, the left tackle, I've never thought has been a great player, even though he's a first-round pick from Alabama. But they haven't really been able to get control of the line of scrimmage, and he's got rid of the ball. So what? why did they win last year? So let's boil that down. They won last year and got hot because they didn't turn the ball over. Their field goal kicker was really good, and their defense turned the ball over. So where are they this year? Their defense is good, again. They're turning the ball over. Their kickers missed some clutch kicks, partly because of the snapper. And and they, they've they turned the ball over offensively. The guy gets sacked 10.7%. Every time he steps back to throw, he gets sacked 10.7% of the time. That's not good. Mm-mm. That's actually horrible. By the way, we're talking about the totals, and 47 is a key number. So we're through that. We're up to 48 and a half. Uh, how about this? Even though the unders are hitting at a 67% clip, over at BetMGM, 60% of the bets and 60, 67% of the handle continues to be on the over. You think people yeah. want to see points in prime time? Yeah. They can't stop getting over they here. They can't stop. I mean, and look, they see Chase out there. They see Hill. you got two elite receivers on the field, right? And, and Waddle. I mean, you expect points tonight, right? But I think... Cincinnati does a good job of making you play left-handed. Now, how he plays this one and reads the RPO game, that's going to be a different story. We'll see. But how healthy is Tua, too? We really haven't hit that. Ankle, back, what's his movement like? You know, I didn't think, to me, everybody made a big deal that he got put back in the game with concussion. Like, I, I, I think, to me, that's ridiculous. Like, look, he was wobbly. They saw him wobbly. They took him off the field. Once he comes off the field, he's no longer being evaluated by the Miami Dolphins doctors. He's being evaluated right. by the league doctors. So I don't know where the story was. Did he let him back in the game? I mean, I know we're trying to get clicks on, on, on some, some of these white webs, but, like, he became the property of the, new, the, of the national – they weren't going to let him back in the game if he couldn't pass all the tests of cognizant behavior. I mean, it's almost a joke. Now, you got to be worried about him because if he gets hit again, that back, that shoulder, he took some hits. He'll take some tonight, too. You know, it's interesting. The market indicates a situational spot to fade the Dolphins. Emotions high last week. Temperatures high last week. Ran a billion plays on a depleted defense. Injuries are starting to mount. Short week on the road and a tough spot for the Dolphins. We're back with Will Hill next here at Lombardi Line. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. game. <laughs> You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, football fans, turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score prop on every Thursday night pro football game. That's tonight. If your bet loses, you're going to receive up to $25 back in free bets. That's an awesome deal from the King of Sportsbooks. This offer is available all season long. Remember, take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app. You're going to find it. It's the first touchdown score prop every Thursday night. Got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Corresponding market tonight, most bet props as we welcome you back here. Tyreek Hill to score the first touchdown, 7.5 to 1. Tyreek Hill, this is BetMGM's liability. Tyreek Hill to score anytime touchdown, minus 110. Tyreek Hill over 72.5 receiving yards, minus 115. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to bring in Will. Any thoughts on those three with Tyreek Hill? Everybody's betting him over at BetMGM. Can I bet the no on Tyreek Hill at minus one ten for a touchdown, or is it a yeah, one way line? Do, hey, you can do you can do whatever you want. You, it's it's your world. Will Hill, of course, we're taking a yeah. deep dive with Beeson Insider. How are we feeling, Will? I'm good. Uh, it, it's funny we wait so long for football to get here. You look up and it's already week four. It uh, it takes a, a while to get here, but man, it, it goes by quickly. It really does. I mean, it's and, and and this is one of those where, you know, once you get in these routines, you only have two days where you don't have football on the plate. So it's awesome. And, you know, I think we learned a lot last week about some of these teams. But, you know, Miami, to me, is still a confusing team in the sense that when you look at the game books, you can't figure out quite how they won. But here they are undefeated, Will. Yeah. And, uh, you know, three, and oh, I mean, it took two miracles for them to win their last two games. They could easily be one and two. And I know you could do that with pretty much every NFL team. All these games are close, but man, those were really two miracles. When you look at the stats, even week one against new England, I had new England. I didn't feel like Miami thoroughly outplayed them. I think the game, the final was 20 to seven. They were about even in yardage. They just, they got a defensive touchdown. They're opportunistic on defense. You can call it lucky opportunistic, whatever word you want. I don't feel like this is a juggernaut or a great team. Um, I, I just don't, and this team is a lot closer to being one and two than this three and zero. Just feels a little bit fortunate. And speaking of which, you're going to fade them tonight. So let me ask you this: it, obviously, you could have gotten the three, but now that we've gotten into that three and a half territory, are you still comfortable laying the three and a hook with the Bengals tonight, Will? Yeah, three and a half is like my least favorite number to lay. It's just, man, so many games land on three, but it, it's been well documented. But I just can't get past the ninety plays on Sunday in the Florida Heat. And if you look at the matchup, Miami blitzes, they blitz a lot. Burrow is very good at handling the blitz. Uh, this is just a, such a tough spot for the Dolphins here. It's, a, it's an ugly injury report. Uh, it's a short week. It's a rookie head coach of this first Thursday night game. To me, this is a spot where Cincy can you know, keep getting back on track. I, I like Cincy. I think they probably win the game and, and win it pretty comfortably. So I'm okay laying the number here with the Bengals. The, the I, I'm a little nervous. I mean, in my power rankings, I have Miami should be the favorite because obviously Miami's numbers, based on where Cincinnati is in terms of their you know, inability to protect the quarterback, their inability to run the football. So it's pretty clear that Miami's power ranked higher than that. But to me, I don't know if the Bengals are going to be able to protect. I mean, that's the thing that always concerns me about Cincinnati. Sloppy play. Do they turn this thing over? I mean – one thing about Miami, they have been really opportunistic. I mean, they've made plays when they needed to make them, and when the pressure's on, 
and they throw it. I mean, it's unbelievable that Miami can score as many points and they have zero balance and everything's a big play, and yet they still make big plays. Yeah, I mean, when you get to four here, it's not it's based on the situation because, like you said, the numbers, just the simple power ratings, it's hard to get to four. These teams are too evenly matched. You, you give a point or two for home field for Cincy, but it's hard to get to four unless you look at the situation. So if you're betting Cincy, which I am, you're just you're putting a lot of emphasis here on the situation, which, I mean, look, that's a tough spot for Miami three days later to have that kind of emotional win and, and bounce back and, and to come win on the road. It's really tough. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the, the turnaround is just, Michael, you can help us with this, but you play on Sunday. You play late into the afternoon on Sunday, and now you're in Cincinnati on Thursday. Like, for Miami, what is even the preparation? I'm sure most of it's done prior, but, like, what are those three days like? It's a travel day yesterday. Well, I mean, Mike McDaniel's going to rely on a lot of what he did when San Francisco went in there and they beat beat, beat – the, the Cincinnati team, the last time they really lost before the playoff run, they went that game went to overtime. I think that's that's his starting preparation because the one thing that's constant is they haven't changed who they are defensively. Now, you know, for the Bengals, they've got to figure out how they want to handle it. They're going to double Tyreek Hill all over the field. Now, they played Tyreek Hill last year and tried to take him out of the game. You know, and remember, Kansas City made big plays the other direction, and that game went into overtime, and they won again. They beat him in overtime. So, I think it's a hard week because two is not going to have that. Nobody's getting any practice reps. It's all going to be based on last year's tapes, based on last year's looks. And it's going to come down to who makes the adjustment during the game in terms of what's happening within the game. And Cincinnati's been very good, only giving up 12 points in the second half. Okay. Will's going to lay it with the Bengals. Let's get to a couple other picks with our buddy Will Hill as we take a deep dive here on the Lombardi line. Chargers at the Texans. You do like the Texans catching the number five and a half. Yeah, it's funny. A few weeks into the season, there's so many injuries around the league and nobody has more than the Chargers. Not only do they have a lot, but it's all their good players are hurt. I have no idea what the hell Staley was doing. First of all, letting Herbert talk his way into that game is one thing, but you're down three, four touchdowns late in the game and he's still taking hits, throwing the ball. It made no sense to me. Uh, they, I mean, Slater, Bosa, Allen, Herbert. I mean, they're just, they're so beat up. I don't know how you lay a number with this team. The Texans have been good at covering spreads. They're home. They're getting points. I could only look to the Texans here. I like the Texans plus the points. I mean, look, the Texans gave up 280 yards rushing last week to the Chicago Bears when they knew it was all going to be run. You know, that's what worries you. But And the Texans, to me, are could be 3-0, and but the Texans are a 55-minute team, maybe a 52-minute team. They just can't close out the game. They had a chance to win that game the other day. They had a chance to win every game they've played, and they can't close it out. That's what worries you about them, to me. But I'm with you. The Chargers' offensive line, I mean, they don't have Corey Lindsey maybe for the game. They don't have Pimpkins, and they definitely don't have Slater. That's three-fifths is your offensive line. It's hard to find backup left tackles that are somewhere out on the street. They're not going to find it. It's going to affect their team tremendously, and they don't run the ball well enough to offset it. And that next step for Davis Mills is to become a 60-minute quarterback because he plays well, he plays well. Denver gave it away late. Chicago, late. You know, yep. Mills, that next step, he's a good quarterback, but he's got to take that next step. How about the next one here, Will? Yeah, Michael Lombardi's Jacksonville Jaguars at Philly, and you like the 7.5 with the Jags. I love the Jags here. I bet him before the season to win the division. I keep every week. I double down on them to win the division. They are going to win the AFC South. I'm pretty convinced. I haven't liked what I've seen from Indy or Tennessee. Look, it's pretty simple with Jacksonville. You got a quarterback. You got a pass rush. You got some weapons. I know a couple weeks ago when we were on, I was like, look, at some point we got to see it with Lawrence. He's been underwhelming. Well, he shut me up pretty well. He's played really well the past two weeks. And look, you got a couple good backs, some receivers. You can get after the passer. Uh, that's enough for me. At some point, Philly's going to cool off. They're not going to go 17-0 and beat every team by three touchdowns here. So I will take the Jaguars, maybe get a little familiarity with Peterson and that roster. I don't know how much that is worth. Lombardi, maybe you could speak to that. But I like the Jags here. I think they're going to win the division. I think they're live here in this game. I think the guy that has the biggest advantage is Mike Caldwell. Mike Caldwell, the defense coordinator, has an advantage because he's played Philly twice last year with Todd Bowles, and they played them pretty well both games, right? They understand how to play them, and it takes a team that has athleticism in the front seven. And I think when you look at the two linebackers on, on, on Jacksonville's team, the first-round pick, and then the two defensive ends, both guys can run. That's the kind of style of play you got to have. I think it gives Caldwell. Peterson, you know, this is a different Eagle team. I mean, he knows some of the players, but they're running an offense that is completely different than what Peterson ran there before. And defensively, they're different. Same players, just different scheme. I, I think it's a funny – I think it's a giant step up for Jacksonville. I, I like it. I think the line's a little too high. I'm with you, Will. 
Last one here with our buddy Will Hill. The Jets and Wilson under center head to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's lane three. You do like the Steelers. Yeah, I'm going to lay points with Mitch Trubisky, which is not a sentence you ever want to say in life. But uh, look, you mentioned Wilson's back. He's had limited to very little practice reps, practice time. That's not a good sign. That's that's not a good omen. You're going to Pittsburgh, a team that's awful loss. You get Tomlin here with extra time to prepare, awful loss. Uh, that's a nasty defense to go play on the road for your first game back if you're Wilson when you haven't had that much practice time. To me, this is a tough spot for the Jets. You can make a case the Jets are the worst team in the league. I don't know. You Take your pick, guys. Jets, Bears, Texans, Seahawks. There's not a clear-cut worst team in the league. There's It's kind of a parody-ridden league this year more than ever, but to me, the Jets are in that mix. Uh, I will lay it here with the Steelers. I bet you the Steelers get a bunch of survivor plays this week because I'm with you, Will. Yeah. I, I think I would play Minka Fitzpatrick for, or an interception. Like so, They're going to pick off Zach Wilson. There's no doubt. I mean, it's hard to go from not playing to playing against a team that's really good at disguising what they're doing. You know, it's interesting. What do you guys think? Worst split. team. Who you got? Worst team. Worst team. I have the Jets on mine this week. Okay. Last week I had Seattle. But you say there's so many bad teams, but everybody's having a hard time picking Survivor because I think like. even some of these bad teams, uh, it's hard to find a, a – there's a lot of middle-of-the-pack teams too, and these yeah, bad teams no great can beat teams you. Either. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a couple. Maybe but maybe maybe Seattle. Jets or Seattle. I, I would agree with what Michael – I don't think Salah's a head coach. I really don't. He's terrible. I don't I, – I just don't think he's a head coach. Well – you are an insider. Thanks, buddy. We just took a deep dive. Thank you, Will. Great job, buddy. Thanks, Thank Will. You Appreciate much. you. All right. Good to see you guys. Appreciate it. Hey, hey get me. up early for your Minnesota Vikings. Have some crumpets and some tea. We're going to be here live for it. When we come back, we'll get back into the Thursday night football game. Of course, Miami at the Bengals. Also, some headlines, including LaShawn McCoy is not a fan of Kyler Murray. We're back. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 